Welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hey, welcome back to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse. Thank you so much for pushing play today. This week, we are talking about dinners, getting dinner on the table for our families and everything that comes along with that. Listen, feeding our families shouldn't have to be this huge pain point in our lives. And it certainly does not need to be another way that we measure or define our success as people and as mothers. You know what I mean? I've been totally guilty of this when I have a week where life is just super rushed and busy. Nights where we've got sports or weeks where we have sports like every single night and there's just something going on and it's like, when the heck are we going to eat dinner? And so you end up at a drive-thru maybe a few too many times and by the end of the week I have this like creeping feeling inside that I'm not a good mom. I'm not as good as so-and-so because my kids are living off of too many chicken nuggets. I can't be the only person who's been there. But on the flip side, I have weeks where I cook for four or five days in a row and I feel like I'm just killing it. I have my apron on, right? And I just feel like Betty Homemaker and my family is so dang lucky to have me. There's two extremes there. And if you know me, you know that I hate extremes. But the truth is that we all need to eat and we all need to feed our families. And being the mom and being the person in charge of that can feel like a lot sometimes. But before I go any farther, I want to offer a little bit of a disclosure. First, (laughs) number one, I'm not perfect. And this should come as a shock to absolutely nobody. (laughs) The people at Chick-fil-A probably, not probably, they 100% can recognize me and they know who I am. It's totally fine. And the people who work for DoorDash are probably our most frequent house guests. Actually, that's probably not even a probably. That's probably 100% true. (laughs) All of this to say that I've come to know that the saying, fail to plan, plan to fail, is not even 100% true. It's a thousand percent true. And I know this from way too much experience. But when I have the weeks where I am showing up as the best version of myself, where I take just a few minutes on a Sunday night to plan and to create a grocery list and to make sure that my house is stocked with food and that I've looked at the calendar and I'm aware of what's going on that week, where I've just done a little bit of prep work, Those weeks, I feel on top of the world. I get to eat healthy, which means I feel good. And when I feel good, I operate at my best. And when I'm operating at my best, the world is just such a better place for me and for everyone else in it. 
So today I want to share with you three tips that help me eat better, feel better, and get dinner on the table more consistently for my family. All right, so number one is your mindset. And you might be thinking, wait, what? But you literally cannot change anything or improve anything in your life without shifting your mindset around it first. Think about it for a second. If eating healthy or getting dinner on the table for your family has always been a pain point, it's always surrounded with thoughts of like, oh my gosh, I hate cooking for my family every night, or oh, another dinner I have to come up with, or oh, we don't eat healthy at all, but it's so hard to eat healthy. All of these negative thoughts and limiting beliefs that are swirling around in your head, you know, oh, it's so draining to plan for dinners every single night. Guess what? Your brain is programmed then with all of that negativity swirling around that anytime the subject of dinners come up, it's going to go straight to negativeville and it's going to operate from there. Every single time it's just going to go into panic mode and depressed mode and overwhelmed mode because that is the thoughts that it's been pumping through over and over and over again. But instead, if you can shift those thoughts to a positive place or a more empowering place, then it helps you shift a little bit. So instead of thinking like, oh, this is so hard. Or, oh, I hate cooking dinner. If you're like, hey, eating healthy helps me feel my best. Great. When I plan dinners, our week is so much more smooth, right? With each recipe I try, I become a better and better cook. Then you're putting yourself in this like proactive, problem-solving, super empowered place. And all you had to do was shift the way that you're talking to yourself in your head. That difference is so huge. Those small shifts make a huge difference in putting you on the right track. And so really do not discount the importance of your mindset and the thoughts swirling around in your head. All right, so number two is start small. Yep, <laughs> my theory of starting small also applies here. And I'm going to give you a little spoiler. It applies to literally any area of your life <laughs> that you're wanting to change or improve in. So mindset and start small, those are my go-to quite literally every single time. But if you are somebody who never cooks, you aren't going to go from zero to 60 in one week. So don't try, don't make that your goal because the only option there is pretty much failing and then you're going to feel like crap and then start this negative crap filling cycle. So instead, give yourself a smaller goal that you can easily hit. Like for me, I know it's completely unrealistic to say that I'm going to cook for seven days a week. It's just not going to happen. I will burn out. Things will come up. It's just not going to happen. That's not a goal for me. So Instead of me saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to cook every single night this week. I'm going to plan 30 meals for the whole month. I'm going to fail at that by day six. So instead I can say, hey, I'm going to plan four meals a week. And a lot of times I won't even put those on specific days. I'll just have four meals that I know I have all of the ingredients for that I can prep and pull those out for the week. So instead of it being a goal of cooking every single night, I start with what I know I can do. I can do two nights a week. I can do three nights a week. And you start small 
so that you give yourself an opportunity to succeed. You give yourself an opportunity to feel good and to prove and to keep a promise to yourself and then you can build momentum from there. And so that applies with your dinners, with getting dinner on the table consistently. If Even if it's just twice a week, right? Like twice a week, I know that I have dinners with my family. But I also want to touch on eating healthier in general and the links that we sometimes go to do that, right? I mean... <laughs> 30-day cuts, keto diets, juice cleanses, no sugar, intermittent fasting, you name it. And if you've been here for longer than five seconds, you know that I'm not a fan of extremes. I would so much rather you change one small thing at a time and then build on those habits for weeks and months and years until you're just naturally living a more healthy lifestyle. So instead of jumping on the latest challenge or diet, especially now we're heading into the, the later months of spring and summer's here and so there's, you're going to be bombarded with summer body challenges and bikini challenges and all of these things. Instead of jumping on that latest trend or fad or challenge or diet or whatever, ask yourself what is one thing I can do today with my nutrition that gets me closer to my goals? One thing. It could be drinking your water. We know that water is great for us. So have a water goal. And every day, that's the only thing you need to worry about. I hit my water. It could be a protein goal. And you just focus on that one thing. It could be making sure that you eat a fruit or a veggie every single time you eat, whatever. But you make a small change that you know you can hit every single day that isn't crazy, that isn't overwhelming. And then you build from there once that becomes just like a mindless kind of habit. Um, the thing with these small changes is that they seem too small sometimes. They're too small. They're too simple. And you want to do more. You don't feel like you're doing enough. But I promise you the small and the slow and the consistent starts are what will make all of the difference. So don't be afraid to start small. Don't be afraid to make a teeny tiny change because even the smallest step in the right direction is still a step in the right direction. Wow, this episode is chuck full of good stuff. Want to know what else is full of good stuff? Juice Organics. It is my go-to solution for getting more greens in my diet. Because let's face it, sometimes getting in enough veggies is hard. But not anymore. Now, I'm basically juicing every single day. But without the hassle and without the mess. With just one scoop of Juice Organics, I'm giving my body over 40 organic fruits and vegetables grown by local organic farmers. Juice Organics' mission is to inspire and empower families to live healthier lives by making it simple. Well, I'd say mission accomplished. Right now, you can get two for the price of one with a special buy one, get one free discount just for podcast listeners. Head to juiceorganics.com, that's juice, J-U-C-E, and then use the code positive U, that's positive and the letter U, at checkout to score your discount. Now, let's get back into the show. Okay, number three, plan ahead. All right, so before I say the word meal plan or meal prep and you start to have visions of all of these black containers with clear lids and you prep the same meal for the whole week and then your fridge is stocked with all of these containers. 
again, <laughs> you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to go to an extreme. I'm not saying plan and prep every last morsel of food that you're going to eat. But having a loose plan, a flexible plan will be so incredibly helpful. So the way that I do this is I will use the weekend to plan for the week ahead. Usually on a Sunday afternoon or evening, I'll take a look at my calendar and see what we've got going on. So I know, okay, Tuesday nights, we've got baseball. Wednesday night, we've got soccer. So I need to know that those nights, I've got to have something quick or I plan that that's, you know, a takeout night whatever. And then I know the other nights, okay, this day I've got a lot more time. I can do this meal. But I also don't plan each day specifically. My goal is to get dinner on the table four nights a week. So that leaves me with a weekend, day for date night, something we can use for leftovers, whatever. But I know that I can get those four days on. But using your calendar to kind of plan and know where your busy days are helps so much. So plan ahead, use your Sundays as a prep date for the week ahead, put in your grocery list. That is the absolute best way to do it so that you don't even have to go through the store and mindlessly wander. It just makes for such an easy transition into your week when you can just grab those groceries and you're good to go for the week and you know what your plan is. All right, so there you have it. Three easy tips and shifts that you can make to get dinner on the table for your family a little bit more consistently. So they are first, your mindset. Shifting it from a place of overwhelm and frustration to a place of empowering yourself and feeling like a problem solver and getting a little bit more positive about how you feel about family dinners in the first place. Number two is to start small and to not be afraid of starting small. If your goal is just one night a week, girl, you do one night a week and you pat yourself on the back and you feel like a total badass when you get that one dinner on the table and then you build from there. Give yourself a goal that's going to make you feel good, that's going to make you feel proud and is a fantastic foundation to build on. And then step number three is plan ahead. We have heard it all before. Fail to plan, plan to fail. I mean, it's a cliche because it's true, but take a little bit of time. It doesn't have to be crazy. You don't have to have an elaborate system to do it, but just take a few minutes to know what your week ahead looks like, plan a couple of things, have it loosely based so that you can still be flexible, but know that you have got it. And if you found this helpful, make sure that you head over and follow me on Instagram at positively.jesse because I am always sharing my grocery hauls. I'm sharing kind of what I'm cooking, what I'm eating, and other snack and dinner tips for you to help you live your best life ever. And as always, thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you guys next week. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jesse and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.